The scripture reading today is John 6, 5 through 9. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said, This is test of him. I'm sorry, it's glaring off of this. For he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? God bless his word this morning. Today is Mission Sunday where we uh, celebrate Heifer International, so I just wanted to put that up there to you. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle performed by Jesus Christ that's listed in all four Gospels. And John has a special place in which he says it. He focuses it around the word communion, the communion of the believer. The three Gospels that mention this uh, story of the feeding of the 5,000, it says that Jesus blessed the bread and he broke it and gave it to him. John says he gave thanks and he broke the bread. And John uses this word Eucharist, signifying the communion of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the bread sent from Hannah, that God has wanted to send him the whole time to save mankind. He's the manna sent from God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And when you come to him and partake of him, he will change your life forever. So intense about John using this idea of communion that he says in John chapter 6 that it was time for the Passover feast when Jesus fed the 5,000. He takes us back to the time of Moses and the deliverance of the children of Israel in the Passover meal. Very, very significant. In the Passover meal, we will remember that God had told the children of Israel, prepare because I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to do a work in your life. And I'm going to take you from the land of captivity and bondage. And I'm going to bring you to the promised land. And he says, now when you get ready to have this meal, I want you to put blood around the doorpost. I want you to put it all around because when I get ready to come and start war on the enemy and we have this fight, I'm going to protect you because my angel will see the blood that's all the way around. He says, when you're in your homes taking the Passover, you're going to remember the bitterness that you had in this land that I'm going to deliver you from. And all the things I'm going to do for you when I bring you from this place of bondage into the promised land. So the children of Israel, God comes in and he delivers them. And what does he do? He takes them through the Red Sea, a form of baptism. A form of new life. I'm going to take you out of captivity. I'm going to clean you up through the sea. And I'm going to bring you to the mount of God. But before you get to the mount of God, you're going to grumble and complain in the wilderness because you don't have anything to eat. And you're going to want to know, how am I going to take care of you? I'm going to send the bread from heaven and I'm going to lay it down and you're going to gather the bread up. 
Then you'll come to my holy mountain where you will experience me. I will give you my laws, my commands, and my ways, and you will follow me. This is listed throughout John chapter 6. The people come from the Sea of Galilee. They want to be fed. People are grumbling. We have no food. The disciple says we don't have any food to feed them. We're grumbling. They're complaining. But Jesus says, I'm going to test you. I want to see your faith. Do you really believe who I am? Do you really trust me? Are you really going to follow me? After the grumbling and the feeding, Jesus says, pick up the fragments. Just like Moses told the children of Israel, pick it up. There's an overabundance here. He fed them and he took care of them. And in John chapter 6, Jesus went to the mount not once, but he went to the mountains twice. Did not Moses go to the mount to receive the commandments of God, the law of God and the way of God? And the children of Israel came right up to the mount to experience God. So these people did the same thing as they did in the time of Moses. So impactful was John chapter 6 at verse 14. The people remembered that Moses said, I'm going to send another prophet, not like me. God will send this person down who will be totally different than me. And they said in John 6 and 14, this is the prophet sent from God. Communion. Being one in Christ and following Christ. All that is important. And that's what this scripture means. Taken from Passover. There's nothing like seeing somebody come from a place of darkness. Where Jesus Christ saves their soul and changes their life. And they go through the water of baptism. Signifying that they're going to die to themselves. And live to the glory of God. And after they're baptized they go into the time of testing. To see, are you really going to love me? Are you really going to serve me? Will you really follow me? And then you get to the mount, and the mount is the word of God. Where we learn him, we know him, and we understand him. All of that is so very important to us as believers, but I'm just going to toss it all to the side. I want to focus on the little child with the five loaves and two fishes this morning. And I have to put it in a way that I understand and that I can reflect and, and, and think about. And I do it with Fat Albert and his gang of misfits. One of my favorite Saturday morning cartoons was Fat Albert and the gang. I liken Fat Albert to the little child with the five loaves and two fishes. Fat Albert and the gang, they didn't have a whole lot of stuff. They had nothing. But old fat Albert, when somebody had a need or a problem, he found a way to help the person no matter what it was. He was innocent and he had faith. And he believed that his gang could fix the problem. But his gang was a bunch of misfits. For instance, Rudy, always putting his foot in his mouth. Rudy was a fighter. He'd fight anybody, anywhere, fight fat Albert. He didn't care. He was always against the gang. I kind of like him to Peter. Oh, he ain't going to follow you. I'll cut off his ear. Jesus, you'll do, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Time after time after time, Peter fell. This is the way Rudy was. But Fat Albert and the gang took care of the needs around him, even though they didn't have anything. That's what I think about when I think about this little child with five loaves and two fishes. Jesus knew what he was going to do in the situation how he was going to feed the multitudes. But he asked his disciples, says, hey, I got to feed these people. The old dude looks at him, are you crazy? 
Do you see how many people are out there? These are just men, 5,000 men that they counted, not counting the women and children and everybody else. He said, Jesus, we ain't enough money in the world to feed all these people. There's no way we can do this. Not only that, but if you send them home, they're going to go hungry en route. Ain't going to happen. Not going to be done. Another one of his disciples come and say, well, there's this little cat right over there. Five loaves and two fishes, but what's that amongst so many people? And this little person, this little child said here, take it. Jesus took it, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he spread it around. And it didn't matter to the Lord Jesus Christ that the first group that followed him from the sea, the Bible says, only followed him because of his miracles. They didn't care about him or what he wanted to do in somebody's life or that he was the Messiah. They wanted something from him. They wanted the miracles. After he fed them and he disappeared, they couldn't find him. They crossed yet another sea. and said, where you been, dude? What's going on? And he says, you're not following me because I'm the king of kings and lord of lords. I'm the master and I want to save your soul and I want to change your life. That's not why you came here. You came here because I was going to give you some food. I was going to feed you and take care of your needs. Those things didn't matter to the Lord Jesus. All that mattered to Jesus Christ was this. This little person said, I have five loaves and two fishes And I give it to you. He was traveling with the band. He saw the miracles. He would have heard it from his mom and dad about this prophet doing these mighty things. How he could touch somebody and heal somebody. He comes through the sea with his parents. He's sitting there and there's people hungry. People hurting. And his faith in five loaves and two fishes says, here, use what I have. A child is so innocent. They have no good or bad within them. They don't know who to root for in sports teams. We grill them and we train them and we teach them. We put the shirt on them we want them to have. We teach them what we want them to teach. They don't know one way or the other. So this little child's heart was pure. In the pureness of his heart, he saw the need and he says, Here, I freely give what I have to you. And I want you to know, it wasn't the five loaves and two fishes that impressed Jesus. It was the heart. Don't you think that kid wanted to feed himself and his mom and dad? Maybe he was an orphan. Maybe he stole the food and the fish. I don't know. And maybe some of his little orphan buddies was around there. People that nobody would care about and want to be around. Don't you think he would want to feed them? But no. Jesus saw the heart of that little child and he rewarded the heart of that little child and says I can take that and I can use that God when he gave the children of Israel bread he told them to go out and every day collect from the ground and bring up the extra fragments Jesus didn't work like that he did tell the men to go sit down in the grass but he never called it down from heaven it wasn't there when they got there How did Jesus bless so many people with five loaves and two fishes based on the faith of a child? The child handed the apostle or handed Jesus the bread, one or the other. 
He done it way, one way or the other. And Jesus took that bread and he, he took it and he broke it. And he gave thanks and he gave God glory. And he handed the bread to the disciples. And the Bible says the disciples handed it to the people. Each piece of bread was being broken and given out so that the needs of the people could be taken care of. And every time a piece of bread was given out and the fish was given out, it grew and it expanded and it worked. And all the needs were taken care of of the people because one person believed and trusted God. And then Jesus says, after you give out the bread and fishes, I want you to collect up all the fragments that's left over. Isn't that what faith is all about? Jesus says it's like a grain of mustard seed. It starts out small. It gets in the ground. You plant it in the ground. And then it blossoms up and it grows. Somebody grabs it. They take a seed and they plant seed. And then it grows. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. And it spreads out. And it is magnified far above what we can imagine or think. That's what happened in this story today. That's what happens in the body of Christ. That's what happens in people's lives when people get changed. And touch for the glory of God. God takes what one person has in his heart and in his soul. Not the thing. He don't want the thing. He wants the heart. And when he gets hold of the heart, the heart is changed. The heart is moved. And the heart runs to God and says, here's what I have. I freely give it to you for you and your glory. He takes what's in the heart and he uses it. Ain't that happened to us? When we were in darkness, lost and undone without Jesus Christ. He took what we had, he saved our souls, and he changed our lives and used it for his glory. This is how the church grows. This is how God moves. God moves in the heart of one person who says, I'm willing to turn my heart and my life to you. What is in me, I freely give to you, and I lay it down for your glory and your honor. Isn't it funny? In all your life experiences, right? All of us have been through something hurtful or trying or however you want to call it. And isn't it funny how friends, you gather friends or people around you that's going through the same thing you went through? Isn't that funny? And they might ask you, how? What are you working through this? How are you getting through this? Because Jesus Christ somehow... He touched my life. He saved my soul. And I don't really know exactly how it's working. I just know he's working in me and he's protected me. That person grabs that piece of bread that you've given. They partake of that bread. They find fulfillment in their life. They found salvation. And then they spread that to somebody else. And it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows. All because one person says, I'm willing to give what I have to you And your glory. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ honors. That's how people get saved. That's how families get saved. That's how churches grow. That's how communities are changed. Because one person says Jesus Christ is my Lord. And you share that with somebody else. And the Bible says in the New Testament. Whole families got saved. Men, women, children. Whole families got baptized. All because one little kid. Said, here it is. I got five loaves and two fishes, but you're the king of kings and you're the Lord of lords. Do with it what you will. Jesus said, thank you. I'll take that, young person. I'll break it and I'll hand it out. And as I'm handing it out, when it's all said and done, 
There'll be droves and droves and droves to glean from because one person gave it in faith. It worked with the nation of Israel. It worked with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It works in the growth of the church, the health of the church. It works in families. Whole families can change because one person says, you are worthy. And the kid is just innocent. It's going to do what mom and dad says to do. But I liken that to Heifer International. In our Mission Sunday today. Oh, Dan West. Dan West, told you just before, he's seeing that giving out cans of food ain't helping the children long term. They need another can. They need this. They need that. And he had a real burden to see lives changed. He wanted Jesus to use him to see lives changed. And he says, these cans ain't cutting it. Just giving out food like this ain't helping people sustain a lifestyle. And he come up with a novel idea. I need a cow. I need a cow for this person to get a hold of so that this person can grow the cow, draw milk from the cow, learn from the cow, and have some way to sustain themselves and their family and learn a trade. And maybe those cows will grow and move on out like that. So he starts with a burden on his heart. He says, Jesus, this is all I have. This is in my heart. This is all I have to give you. What can you do to help me out? I need your help. You've laid this in my heart to do. What do I need to do? And just through the course of a conversation, he has with somebody else like what what we would do, right? When you're burdened about something or God's really speaking to your heart about something, you might tell somebody else. Might be a believer, might not. It can happen either way. He's talking to the person. He says, God is asking me to minister to these people who are hungry and the cans of food ain't cutting it. I think I need a cow. The person that hears this, I don't know whether there's a believer or not, don't know. The person said to Dan, you need to have faith. And of course he said, well, that's a dumb thing to say to me. This is what I'm saying. I have faith, but I don't know how my faith is going to be worked out. How am I going to do what God's laid on my heart to do? And the guy says, no, now you're crazy. I'm talking about faith, my cow. He had a cow named Faith. And he says, you need faith. You see how it works? God's working in this guy's life. He don't know how it's going to be done. He just knows God's called him to do it. He don't know how it's going to flesh out. Another guy has a cow. He just happened to name this name. And they're both bickering. You don't know what you're talking about. No, you don't know what you're talking about. And they both knew what they were talking about because God worked it out. Through the burden on this man's heart and through one cow, Half International bloomed and blossomed. And you probably see it up there. It's all over the world now because one man had faith, belief, and trust in God. And another person had the resource. It wasn't much. It was just one. And childlike faith, the one says, here, take my cow. This man said in faith, now what am I going to do with the cow and how is this going to work? And yet God worked it out through Heifer International. Now that's a worldwide thing. It's grown extensively. I'm just going to tell you, that's the way the kingdom of God works. It works in your heart and in your soul when you give yourself totally to the Lord Jesus Christ and don't leave anything hidden. Say, I belong to you. 
And it ain't much. But whatever it is, I give to you. And I ask you to use it for your glory and your honor. And he will take it and he will grab hold of it. He will grab a hold of you. He'll grab a hold of the thing. And then you go out and you see him start working. And you talk to your family and your family gets saved. And then your church starts to grow. Your community starts to change. God becomes glorified. He becomes lifted up. All because one person has faith. And it worked with Heifer International. Known all over the world. And I'm so glad that we make that a part of our missions is giving to them. And... On this particular weekend, because they have so many people that are interested in Heifer International, they had called, talked to Clint, says, whatever you give this week will be tripled. If we gave, you know, just to put it in animal terms, if we gave a cow, they'd give three more cows. If we gave a, a dollar, they'd give three more dollars. I'm not making it about money. I want you to know it's about the heart. Whatever you give from your heart to God, God will use it, and he will never complain. You've done it because of this or that or this. Jesus never complained that they used and abused him, did he? He just done the work that needed to be done, and he asked God to be in it and be glorified. Whatever we give today, back there in the ark, whatever you drop off after service, they're going to triple the offering. And I'm just going to tell you now, church, that's how the kingdom of God works Slow little trickles, and then it expands. And to him be all glory and all honor and all praise. And thank you, Mr. Dan West, for listening to God. And thank you for the person who gave up the cow, that we could be a part of something so extraordinary to see people change and their communities change and their lives change because one man believes something about God and for God. Let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I come to you now, Lord, in Jesus' name, thanking you for the story of this little child who, when he heard the need in pure innocence and pure love, said, Here, Lord, take what I have. And Jesus said, Thank you. And he broke that bread. And every time the bread was broken and given out, more bread came. My Lord, I thank you, Jesus Christ, for saving my soul, for dying on the cross and rising again. Thank you for changing my life. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega. I thank you for the Oak Street Brethren, an opportunity to work with a family of believers for the glory of God to see your kingdom extended. And I thank you in one way we can do that is through Heifer International. I ask you, Lord Jesus, now to speak to our hearts. To touch our hearts, Lord, that whatever's in us, whatever hurt, whatever pain, whatever trial or situation we seem to be in, Lord Jesus, that you use that for your glory, that we can minister to somebody else the goodness of God. And then that person can minister to somebody else the goodness of God. And that way the kingdom of God will be extended. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are and what you've done. Hear this prayer, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Do we have a little song to play?